swagger on point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So looking for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Top, back to Black and White Podcast. I'm Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And uh, today we're going to be talking about our 4-1 win against uh, Torino in the Derby della Mole. Obviously coming to you episode number 17. Uh, we have a, another Canadian on the, on the roster today. And I uh, just wanted to say, though, Torino e Bianconera. Uh, yeah, we smashed our rivals today. And... Uh, they did not look up to it, but we'll get into that uh, in a little bit, obviously, before that. Uh, guys, please smash the subscribe. You guys are doing wonders. You guys are helping me out uh, massively. Drop a like um, on YouTube. Click the bell for notifications. Obviously, on iTunes, drop a follow, subscribe, uh, and same with Spotify, and that'll keep you up to date for whenever the podcast drops, uh, you know, seemingly daily now. Um with all this action, it's getting crazy. So, uh, without further ado, I just wanted to bring on, uh, like I said, a fellow Canadian. Obviously, all the way from Laval, which is, uh, I believe, just outside of Montreal, if you guys are confused uh, where that where that is. But, uh, Luca, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you, bud. It's uh, it's a real pleasure. I've been, uh, been waiting uh, patiently to get on this podcast. And, uh, like I said, it's an absolute pleasure to be here, and we're going to have a great time. Yeah, well, I can definitely say you're a veteran to, you know, all of the, the different content that's been going on. But I've heard a little birdie told me that uh, you're trying to get into the uh, the YYZ Bianconeri. Come on, Rocco. I know I'm having you on. I'm going to I'm gonna have to talk to you after the Milan game because uh, some things are going down. We're not we're trying to get some members in, but uh, obviously the form's not working. So we'll get that sorted. We'll get you uh, part of the crew. But, uh, you know, just, just basically, I know a lot of the time they talk about how you became a Juve fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Just let us know kind of uh, the generation you kind of grew up in. I know a lot of people have been saying the 90s, which is, you know, we're all kind of in that same uh, age bracket. The last uh, few podcasts that, that, that I've had. So uh, it wouldn't, but let us know. Who's your favorite player? How, how'd you get, how'd you become a fan? All that. I'll keep it short and concise because uh, this can this could spread out a little bit too long and we don't want to kill it too much. Um, I became a fan um, because initially my brother, uh, who's three years older than me, was a Juventus fan. He had uh, portraits and uh, posters of, uh, of uh, Del Piero and Marquiso in his room for a couple of years. So like it just rubbed off on me. Right. And as I grew older into the sport and started watching it more and playing it less, um, Juventus was the obvious choice to follow because of his uh because of his obviously his his poetry his pictures his portraits and his influence um 
I am not. I wouldn't think. I think everyone has a little bit of confusion. I'm not as old as everyone thinks I am. I was only. I was born in the late late nineties. I'm only from ninety eight. I'm only twenty two. Right. So uh, I didn't get much of that influence. I'm very much in that that mindset. But yeah. I'm one of the younger ones. I could say <laughs> proudly, and that's not an insult to anybody, obviously. But I didn't get to. Uh, like I said, I got. I was a, a late fan, so I really got into the team maybe early two thousand tens. Okay. So. I can't start saying, you know, I mean, yes, I absolutely loved El Piero and, you know, the old guard, but I can't start saying the guys like Baggio were like my favorite players because I never really got to watch them live. So I'm going to stay safe to the chest here and say, like, favorite player, Marquisio, because I got to actually see him play. I got to see him in his prime. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see him leave as well. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that keeps it simple. Awesome. Well, just relax. I, I was born in '93. You're not. You're not. You're not that. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it, it's is not, it is 2020. It is 20. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm not. It's not. It's not really a rub off. But I think people always think I'm a lot older than you know they uh, they would assume. Like, oh, he's in his late 30s. No, 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 I'm, no, no. no, no I, meant, I meant. I meant in the 20s. That's what I was more. Because yeah, yeah. if, you, if you look at the last couple guys, they're all. Uh, they were all. I believe they're all younger than me. But. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's good to hear. But uh, let's get kind of right into the news right away. Uh, obviously, Ronaldo became the first player today to score 25 goals. Obviously, since Omar Sivri in 1960-61. Um, obviously, scoring his first goal from a free kick. Thank God for that one. It only took him 43. It only took him 43 attempts. No big deal. Hmm. Uh, but uh and obviously Dybala Ronaldo scored four consecutive games so that's obviously great to see as we can get into this uh difficult period now of uh of matches obviously luckily for us Milan is doing us a solid right now and scoring three goals against Lazio Uh, I believe the game's still going on but yeah it's three nil as I speak um yeah, obviously Gigi was the it was Gigi Buffon day today. Uh, obviously he broke the record for the most Serie A games played with 648, um, and other records obviously to break for him now. Uh, only player to win ten Scudetti, so I believe that happens this year uh, if he if we win it. Um, obviously number of games at Juve that one's going to be a little bit more difficult, obviously because he's on the bench. But he has 669, and Del Piero has the record at 705. And obviously, oldest player to win the CL. Everyone's got our fingers crossed with that one um, for this year and possibly next year. So, uh, obviously, Milik has, has come up in a lot of the news, uh, transfer news. Um, Juve want to use Bernardeschi. There's also been Romero that has been linked, which was denied. And then, obviously, Luca Pellegrini, which, like I said, guys... Welcome, welcome, Luca Pellegrini, to this illustrious club of never, never touching the pitch. But uh, that's going to be a new category now to be talked about in the future. <laughs> the Plus Valencia club, we'll call them. But uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think about Milik as a player? And oh. what do you, you think he's really worth the the value that they're talking about? I'm not going to play him down to the fact that he's you know a bad player or anything because I think a lot of people. Well, I mean, Juventus Twitter just in general and Juventus fans, we downplay a lot of people we're linked with all the time just because, let's say, they might play for a team like Napoli and we're just so quick to judge. I think as a player all around, absolute, absolute talent. You know, he, he does what he does very well and there's a reason uh, we, as a club, would even look to sign such a player. Um, but I think uh, what a lot of people 
I've actually noticed it's more the injury uh, issue. For me, bring him in if you want him. He's a good striker, yes. But do we really need a player like that who's constantly out and part of our J medical? No. Keep it, keep it, keep it safe for Kadida. Keep yeah. him over there for now. We don't need, we don't need more people in that freaking medical uh, place, you know? Yeah, we only have so many beds. So uh, let's keep, let's restrict it to what we got. Yeah. But um, yeah, so obviously one goal uh, conceded in five games. Uh, that's a pretty uh, steep uh, record for us. I mean, obviously known being a defensive team. But after a lockdown, you know, a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of goals conceded if you're watching the other games. And obviously Delict is, uh, you know, being worth every penny spent, probably even worth more than what we spent. Um, and it's just be, it's just insane. Uh, just a little, I think he's probably the, I'm going to give him the man of the match because he was just solid again. We'll get into that penalty. I mean, again, there was some chirps a little bit on Twitter about what happened there, but, uh, we'll get into that. Um, obviously if you bought tickets to Juve Lyon, some good news, you're going to be getting your money back. Fra Francesco, get you're you're gonna receive a little check in the mail from UV finally. It only took him it only took him about 108 days late, but you know who is that who is who is that for me to say, you know, three months, 16 days, no big deal. That's not a big uh that's not that's, that's nothing. Who's counting? I'm not counting. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. <laughs> UV Belgium. It was, it was so difficult. It took him three months, buddy. UV Belgium, three months. But uh, anyways, again, about Buffon, obviously 19 years ago, we signed him for $52 million and um, just unbelievable. Um, and no one, I guess, well, I mean, if you predicted all of this to come, then you're, you should be buying some lotto tickets and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> if not, uh, yeah, greatest goalkeeper of all time for me. Um, and just unbelievable what he's done, what he's still doing. Obviously, didn't have a busy day today, but... Uh, yeah, congratulations on that feat. Um, now we'll get into the, the, the derby. You know, 41 points between Juve and Toro. Obviously, that became three points bigger today. Um, but this is the biggest gap in the three-point era. Um, so it's getting out of hand. Toro's got to pick it up because we are just spanking them. And I thought it was going to be a lot closer game. Uh, if you guys listened to the preview, you would have heard that. Um, it was either going to be two things like we faced with these other three teams. They really laid down. They kind of put up a little bit of a fight closer in some of them than others, but really nothing, nothing to worry about. Um, let's get into something that's obviously playing on fantasy. Um, Messi to Juve. I don't know if you've been looking on, on Twitter, but uh, apparently he's uh, he, he's pissed off at the Barca board. I guess maybe we'll get a swap deal with him and Sammy Kadir, right? <laughs> I love when people say that. It gets me fucking dead. Uh, man, you know what? I We could dream all we want. We could hope all we want. In the end of the day, do we really, do as a fan want that to happen? I don't know. I really don't know. I think... I think the universe would implode with me all the Messi fans and all the Ronaldo fans coming together. It would just fucking, it would be a big bang too. The, the universe would be realigned and who knows what the fuck would happen. But Juve Twitter would not survive. I just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. Well, we would take over Twitter because that's usually, that's oh all God. there is on there. <laughs> that's all it is. Jeez. Then there's going to, what, what, what other fanboys do we have? Who, who else is going to get involved? 
Yeah, exactly. Maybe you start. Then they'll be against Man U and the EPL teams. That's really all that'll be the surviving uh, cast. But um, obviously, this one kind of uh, pissed me off a little bit. Obviously, I've said my thoughts on Twitter. Um, obviously, from July first, which is Canada Day. I don't know why they picked that day. That's a great reminder now. Um, obviously, Juve will not have a lo- uh, have no words above their logo from now on. Um, yeah, I'm not very happy with that. I mean, that's that's the club. That's that's our soul. That's our what we had left. I mean, if you don't have the name on the logo, what's really the point? Uh, you know, it's not like a, a team that traditionally didn't have that uh, on their logo. And again, they already had moved it to a brand. And some people were saying it was kind of a half step, and that's what they wanted to like kind of keep the sanity. I think it's kind of bullshit. I think you look at teams like Real Madrid, you look at teams like Man U, Liverpool marginally changed their logo. Um, You look at, uh, you know, like I said, most of the big teams, they're not jumping football fields in in design. And I mean, if that would have happened, if they would have modernized, let's say, the logo that we previously had, if that's what they wanted to do, would have been completely fine with that. And I've seen some actually brilliant designs of what they could have done. and really, we're still behind every team that we wanted to catch up to, even with Ronaldo, even with a brand brand change, brand. Um, and I, I don't see it. I mean, if you guys are really so wrapped up in wanting to win this damn Champions League, there's two clubs that I'm sure they'll, they'll accept you on. That's kind of the reason why you come to a club like Juve is because of the, the passion, the history, you know, it's more than just about, and I, I you know, this is kind of what soccer, calcio, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, is boiling down to nowadays is just trophies and money. And I mean, sure, you could you can say, yeah, well, that it is what it is, and you don't have to follow this and that. But I mean, at the end of the day, the next step is Euro Super League, and then really you're going to have a whole bunch of other towns that are going to be playing in something or basically go defunct because it's not going to mean anything anymore. And really, we're just, like I said, we're praising this one thing and we're going in that direction. So um, I I kind of laugh, though, that about how it's, you know, oh, we got to get on this next level. You want to get in this next level, just get some Saudi owners and, you know, Chinese owners, and they'll bring in billions of dollars like they do in the Premier League and here and there. And, uh, you know, stop this farce about trying to, like, moving around we're not nike we're not adidas we're never going to be and we're, we never will be so i don't care if they make it a j if they turn it sideways to kind of look like nike we're not getting on those numbers because we're not shoe we're not selling shoes this is a football club this is a football club so but anyways i would like your opinion luke on it Oof. Uh, i mean my opinion is uh, i'm gonna say identical to yours for a lot of that i i guess i'm gonna try to look at it the glass half full and try to say, okay, let's let's look at it from another perspective. Look at it from, I know I, I hate I hate to admit it. Let's look at it from a business perspective. This might actually give us that edge, you know. And it's not the worst idea ever. I mean, already when they made that switch, yes, a lot of people were pissed. But you know what? We're I think we're past that hump now. It's like at this point, everyone knows what the logo kind of looks like. Yeah. Um, the jersey, I think, was the hardest part this year because. Uh, personally speaking, I work at these at one of these retail stores where we sell, you know, Juventus jersey. And for the longest time, people are like, 
you know, oh, what team is that? What team is that? And they can't see. So then they see that it's written Juventus on top of the J, right? And then they know. Then they know. But now, <laughs> now that switch, you're taking out the Juventus, it's like, thank God we're going back to stripes next season. Because if we didn't have stripes, everyone would be like, okay, what team is this now? Like, I really don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm somewhat, no, I'm not going to say I'm pissed about it. Like, it's obviously, it, it is a little shameful because I find it looks naked without the Juventus on top, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, I agree. But I'm going to say glass half full, you know, it's, it's part of the evolution. It's part of the future. It's gotten us where we are now. And I mean, it's not a terrible thing, but, you know, we're doing change for the sake of change because, you know, staying the same sometimes could be the death of things. So I'm just going to try to be positive about it. I'm just going to hope that, you know, at the end of the day, they're still playing the, the sport I love and I get to watch it right. the way I love it. And then that's it. You know, like, yes, there's all kinds of politics and uh, political, uh, political side to it, economical side to it. And you can get into it for hours and hours. But you know what? I try to separate myself from that and try to just watch the sport I love. And that's it. Right. Um, final points. You just perfect. Uh, thank you for perfectly making my argument. <laughs> Obviously, this is Canada, but if someone's got to look at the damn jersey to read Juventus <laughs> to know the fucking logo that it's the brand, that just tells you your idea is a shit idea to yeah. begin with. Yeah. But um, no, you know what? Like I said, I still buy. Like I got, where is it? The piles just to the right of me of shit <laughs> I just bought from Juve. You know, obviously, look, I'm wearing the new logo. Uh, yeah. Great, obviously, uh, all uh, striped hearts shirt you got on there. I love those. Uh, those I'm sorry, awesome, I forgot to change. I just I, I no, wore, no. wore it today, and <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful guys. Twenty percent off, free shipping. Don't fucking forget. <laughs> um, and no, I do not make a penny from advertising. Honestly, just great quality, great yep. thing, uh, great apparel, and obviously new designs coming up. But no, for me, it's just that, and I don't see the this this big financial hoopla that we've been expecting um worst if you look at the numbers all the teams make more money in sponsorship than we do even the arsenals chelsea's tottenham's uh so and you could say you could argue yeah I'm, and i'm not even looking at tv sponsorship that's not even included into that uh to that discussion yeah. so i mean there's still lots of there's still lots of things to lots of progress to be made the only thing that i see is you have a club that wants to act like a brand but then we'll leave a midfield barren for five years and say we say we're this we're this business and then sign guys on to bullshit extensions. So that's my my frustration. It all compounds into the same thing. You know, we still haven't won a Champions League, obviously, with Ronaldo or this new logo. So I mean, hopefully that's this year. That'll that'll change my mind in a sense. But if not, the, as time keeps going on, this is this just more looks to me like more of a failed experiment than anything else. I mean, if we need if we needed that much to a logo change, I think Real Madrid and all these other clubs would be changing their logo instantly. You know, three jerseys a year is still enough to bring in enough revenue to those clubs. What was the difference for us? You know what I'm saying? Essentially, the same jerseys are coming out. But anyways, let's get into the match. Enough about this uh, <laughs> business bullshit talk. Um Obviously, we played the same lineup, 4-3-3. Um, we're keeping it on a roll. Uh, I, like I said in the last podcast, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I'm fine with what's going on, what, what we have. Obviously, uh, Alexandro, I think, is starting to make progress. So maybe in the next few games or maybe not. 
to mess with what's going on. Obviously, we're going to have a couple tough, tough games in a, in a week and a half. So uh, let's see what happens there. Maybe they'll leave them till after to, you know, just keep it the way it is. Uh, what do you think about our lineup, uh, obviously, today, uh, Luca? Um, like you said, if it isn't broke, don't, like, frame broke, don't fix it. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah, change yeah. it. It's fine, right? Um, completely expected it. Um, and I, I didn't think Buffon would start. I know that was, that was, yeah, uh, that was just sad. That was just, no, no, but you know what? Like I, whether it's Chesney or Buffon, I, I, am not going to start debating, you know, who's yeah. better. I, I feel confident with both of them. So I never, I don't really think that's their issue to look at, but the rest. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good points being brought up on Twitter now about like how this is a lineup offering more fluidity and creativity and they're more. And, and, you know, having guys like Costa come off the bench, even in Guayin, um, offer something a little bit different. But, you know, there's still going to be those people that, and I'm, I'm actually going to be one of them, those people that are going to argue that, you know, there's some guys shouldn't be starting in this lineup. Um, maybe you can join me on this on this, yeah. on this, uh, this thoughts. But if it was up to me, I, I wouldn't be starting Pjanic right now, uh, after the, especially after the transfer, especially after the transfer. Yeah, I think he got that uh he got that hit to the throat or something like that. I don't know if he was if he was uh faking it or not. I guess I don't know. Maybe he got his uh his larynx got got caught or something. I don't know. But it seemed like he was having difficulty. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened there because it didn't seem like he got touched at all. But yeah. or at least barely. But um and so that kind of got me worried seeing that. And then um yeah, no, I I get your point, but and obviously I don't think that uh, Artur has played yet. I think he was on the bench against Atletico Madrid. He was, so I, yeah. So I don't think he ended up playing. But they also there was talk about him playing. So I think it's just for us it's going to be too difficult. I mean, if Ramsey didn't look a set, didn't look fantastic last game. Um, he looked better the game before, surprisingly, um, and then obviously didn't see minutes this game. Um, next game is going to be difficult too because now we have obviously Dybala and Delict yeah. missing that game. So I think for right now, keep them in. It is a little bit of a dangerous play, but if there's nothing, obviously they would know better than us. If there's nothing in the contract saying that the deal goes to shit if someone gets hurt for a year, yeah. run his ass into the ground, baby. Yeah. I don't care if they get broken goods at Barcelona. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> you know what? I have to agree. You know, like I'm not. I'm obviously I'm not saying like I'm. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not making the lineups. But uh, it, you, you think just, more on technical aspect? You mean he's not good enough to yeah, be I, in you know, the lineup? Yeah, I'm about the transfer. The whole political uh, political part of it. It's not. It has nothing to do with the transfer itself. I think it's his mindset. He. You see the difference once he's off the field. You feel yeah. it's moving better. And honestly, as much as I love Bentancur on that right side. He's better in the middle holding. He's just running his head a lot less. Like he's a lot less worried. You know, he's got less yeah. ground to cover because he doesn't have to cover Pjanic's ass. I yeah, find. yeah, I agree. And it showed in the last few games, Pjanic has had a lot more space, so it hasn't been as bad as like let's say that we're looking at the Milan or the Napoli game yeah. where he was playing pretty high because they defended well against that against his his position. Right, you lock him down with one player. Um, and you're pushing them further towards our, our end, um, that's essentially what you can do. Obviously, again, Torino was not in... They played a 3-5-2, obviously. We'll look into their lineup a little bit. Or, sorry, not a 3-5-2, a 3-4-3. Three, three. 
Um, obviously, they had two wingers in Belotti up top. Uh, Verdi, I believe, had a tremendous game in causing us problems. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, uh, I don't know. These teams are not watching previous games. Like, they <laughs> think they can come out and gun with us, and I just don't get it at all. Um, yeah, but again, let's, let's actually, let me rewind a little bit. You know, with the, the Pjanic thing... I think the only problem of that they're not doing it, and so the reason why Sadi's not putting Ramsey on is just again in terms of preservation. Yeah, yeah, hundred Because if you put those, like let's say let's say you bring Bentagor back to the Regista mm. or the middle, if you want to, the middle of the three, and you put Ramsey in there, and then let's say these guys are burnt by come end of the season, even though it's looking like maybe we'll wrap it up a little bit sooner than we thought. Again, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Um, but I think that's really the only thing is because we don't have obviously Kadir is done. Uh, well, I mean, he's been done for a while, but he's done, done. Um, and really, Matuidi, I guess, is your only guy after that. And if, if you lose one of those big guys, then you're really hampered because then you're forced into something and then you got to bring some. So that's my only thought. I agree with you 100%, though. Um, in the games that were coming up, I think you should definitely play the, the best lineup that you have. Um, but because I think we're going to get a tougher test than we, the, we have. I know as much as today was great for one win, um, I still don't think we've been tested enough. No, at, like no. not even near, not even 50% tested. Yeah, right. um, and let's kind of get right into the game. We'll go over some, some of the scenarios. Like I said, Torino at the beginning really looked like they tried to gun. And we were just too good for them. Um, we were winning the balls back. We were we, we were we were countering them when, quickly once that happened. And then obviously you look two minutes in, DiBala with some uh, some magic walks in and just bang, buries one. And you could say it was a deflection, but just great play. And again, a lot of these teams are leaving space for our, for our top for, for our strikers, which is weird. Um, you look at the Ronaldo goal last time. And like three guys kind of backed off on him and let some shoot. So, um, and again, I've noticed they pulled five back and they were narrow, and that just gave us so much space on the wing, which we don't use anyways. Um, me, me, and I'll always get into this, and we'll always argue about this about you know, really. I mean, those guys are making run runs. We've never the only one that I would say counted, even though it was our even though it was Costa who made the cross was obviously the own goal, the 4-1 goal. But besides that, I mean, I don't see any point of using. We have enough talent to to unlock teams that, and at the end of the day, even if we are putting crosses in, there's no one there that's going to be getting on the end of those. I'm sorry, Ronaldo's not doing that. He's not doing it anymore. Nope. So, And I've seen, I mean, he was good. He was running today. I was happy with his performance for the most part. I mean, other than the goal, wasn't anything real special. Oh. But... He was. I think he was moving a little bit more than than I've seen him in in a, in a while. Now, obviously, seventh minute. Um, you you look at Quadrado, right? Um, and <laughs> some people were liking what the 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 fullbacks. I mean, to me, that's my that those are my worst players. We need to get this solved because there he's no problem in the. I won't I won't criticize him at all in the offensive end. Um, he scored a great goal today. Even though Ronaldo did some stepovers, gave laid the ball off late, as it was, and then if it wasn't for Torino's shitty defending, 
uh, Quadrado wouldn't be able to shake the defender and then obviously hammer one into the, the le- bottom left-hand corner, right? Um, but to be honest, besides that, they are getting beat a lot of times on our wing, and they are sloppy. And I'm waiting for a team like Napoli. Well, obviously, we're not going to play them anymore, but the, of that style, and they, they're just going to get beat way more. And then you look at Champions League, and that's what I always say. You got to look at the teams, the top teams that we're going to face. You don't you don't compare yourself down to your competition. You want to compare yourself up to the better teams, right? So what do you think about that, Luca? Uh, obviously, the first 30 minutes wasn't necessarily uh, great. I believe Danilo and Quadrado switched for a little bit. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I wasn't quite sure why that was. Maybe they, it was just a, I guess, try it out on the off. See, and then obviously they went back in the second half. They were both on the left and the right. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, lots of poor. Def- like a lot of, I got a lot of notes here. It was just poor defending off corner, um, poor defensively on Torino push. Uh, Itzo open at the back for uh, a header, I believe, um, but. I can't believe Bernardeschi. I don't know what's up, Sky. Stop doing these. Stop doing these fucking these bicycle attempts. Put the ball on and put the ball in the back of the damn net. It's getting like ridiculous with me. If you would have scored that, I saw him like winding up, and I'm like, if this goes in, we're never oh, going to hear the end of it. Oh, exactly. But oh he could have easily like just chested that and volleyed it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what happens when you have Ronaldo on your team. Now you aspire it's, to be like him all of a sudden. <laughs> But I mean, no, I think it would have done wonders for him. But uh, anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. But again, we talked about, you know, obviously 30th minute, Quadrado shakes the defender and scores again. It wasn't, I find, I'm really noticing Ronaldo takes way too long. And that's why I find that Alexandra has such a difficult time on the wing. And as well as Matuidi when he was playing there is because you have a guy that you're kind of backing off of. And you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's going to push at the defender. You don't know. And, and he's doing stepovers and that. So I'm I'm getting this hesitation where, or they're hesitating on, okay, make the run. Or if they do make the run, by the time he does his stepovers, you're in an offside position or you're lined up with the last defender. And if you're lined up with the last defender, there's really, it's going to go to you and then it's going to go back to switch it, to reverse the ball around. So... At the end of the day, I find that's kind of one of the sticking points to me is Ronaldo's just not being decisive in his in his when he has possession of the ball. Obviously, he's he's I like I said he's changed a little bit, but I've I've noticed that in the first thirty, um, getting into the second thirty minutes or until the the half, um, there was a couple, uh, you know, another trash free kick from Ronaldo. Um, and that's when I was saying, I don't know if you were saying this, and I'm like, why the fuck is this guy still taking free yeah. kicks? No, I didn't, I didn't say it because I think everyone's already thinking in the same thing, yeah. but I saw him step. You know what? Every time I see him step up for it, I'm like, maybe today's the day. You know? Maybe <laughs> it can happen. And it, the first one he missed wasn't a terrible angle. Better for Dybala oh, because exactly. it, wasn't the right, it wasn't the right side, right? So I'm like, okay, okay. Well, let's see what happens. But then when he like just trashed it, I'm like, okay. It's like, enough, buddy. Like, relax. Uh, well, we already know. But, you know, towards the end, you know, there was a little bit of a Torino push. Again, like I said, countering. Um, nothing really. Uh, defense looked a little loose. But, you know, Delict was in there, you know, uh, strong as ever. You know, stop making blocks. 
um, stuff like that. And then, again, we pretty much held the ball until the end of the half, where um, then on an open chance for Torino, we get a, a VAR review of a handball. And this is, we were talking about, I swear, we were talking about this the last podcast. And literally, with when it comes to penalties and when it comes to handballs, we got to get our shit together, Serie and football in general. Yeah, oh my God. Because it's, it's just, it's getting ridiculous. There's no clear guidelines. We say this, is his frame extended, this and that. No, no, no. This is, should be the rule. If it's hand to ball or ball to hand, that's it. It's plain and simple. If it hits off your body and it hits your hand, it doesn't matter where your hand is. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter at all. At all. Unless you're getting an advantage, right? Like, unless it's like off his knee and you push it forward. Let's say you're an attacker, yeah. right? You bounce it off your knee and then it clearly shows you pushing the ball forward to get an advantage. Yeah. And those cases are pretty obvious. Okay. But in this one, it was like clearly hits his thigh, bounces up, hits his arm that's kind of out. And you're just like, was that going to what that wouldn't have gone in because it hit his thigh first? Mm-hmm. So, really, there should be no. And uh, a lot of the commentators are saying that as well. But um, yeah, I'm surprised he, he ruled that decision. What do you think of that? Uh, 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 no, I'm on your side for the decision, you know. And um, and he gets a yellow card. That's another thing that pisses me off. You know, like it's, it's one thing the decision to be crap and utter, you know, bullshit. It's 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 more to add a yellow on top, unless like a lot of people were asking, you know, where to get that yellow. Maybe I don't know if Delict is that type of player. He look like maybe he mouthed something after. Oh, maybe. descent, yeah. Like, we we could check. I don't know. I don't know if they actually have a report saying what the card was for. But I I like even like I, I'm just gonna say I'm glad he didn't take it too bad. Like he continued the game. He was very. Yeah. Much, uh, you saw it. He shrugged it off. He's like, whatever. What can I do? You know. And I'm pissed. But you know what? I'm more, more, I'm more pissed because he was doing so well. He deserves so much better than that. And knowing that, well, Rugani is going to have to step in next game. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm going to pause there. I don't want to shit on Rugani. He actually had a decent start. He had a decent couple yeah. of years in the season. So I'm not going to start shit on him. But, you know, we're going against Milan, who just beat Lazio 3-0. So I would have liked to have my best fucking defender there. Yeah, I know. That's definitely... And a lot of those, in, even in the beginning of the season, I wasn't... I found there were similar, you know, more of this new rule thing uh, being applied and, and, and no real uh, certainty on how to call it. But, uh, I mean, obviously there was a couple that were his fault, but whatever, it's fine. You know, as a, as a defender, you just got to move on from that, right? And, and yeah, no, again, like you said, he just stepped up and he had a phenomenal game again. Um, but, yeah, let's get into, obviously, the second half. Obviously, Matuidi comes on for Pjanic. Um, we talked about his little incident with his injury, but yeah, Matuidi there, um, just comes in for, you know, just to kind of finish it off where it's two, one, I guess to add maybe a couple, le- a little bit of legs. Um, but I did, what can I, you do? I didn't get that. I didn't get that, 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 uh, that, that change. Like it was, if you're going to, if, if it was from the injury, you just change him at halftime. Why make him play the two minutes? Like I, got, I think he got subbed in at the forty eighth. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So I don't know what it was he saw, maybe, but at least give him another ten minutes. Wait till at least the fiftieth or so, the sixtieth or something. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, no, it definitely was early. And then you know, even a few six minutes, six minutes later, uh, obviously Bernardeschi gets subbed off for Douglas Costa. Yeah. But again, like, um, 
Danilo had a shocking moment against some uh, one of Torino's wingers. And again, it's like we really need to fix that. We need to get yeah. obviously if they want to come in as like if we want to keep them as let's say bench players. And obviously, I think Cuadrado is a better winger than he is a right back, tenfold. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have to figure that out because we're gonna have a lot of wingers. Um, again, like I said before a while ago, um, yeah, definitely way too many wingers, way too many wingers on this team, especially with Kulasevsky, yeah, uh, coming up. Yeah. So that's gonna have to get fixed. Um, but yeah, no, it was pretty much you know before Ronaldo the, the free kick. It was kind of casual back and forth. Um, it was kind of clunky, a little slow. Chances here, chances there. Nothing nothing really special. Obviously, then there's the foul, and Ronaldo steps up for the free kick. And it was a nice free kick. I'm going to give him his due on that one. Um, obviously, Sirigu was close, but not close enough. He gets it over the wall perfectly, and it dips down into the net. And um, But yeah, first goal in 43 attempts. I mean, honestly... You can't judge him on that. And I, there were some people, you know, there was there was polls all over the all over Twitter saying who was man of the match, and and he got people like, were putting Ronaldo, yeah. and it's like, I'm yo, like, guys, like the boys are out. I'm like, what do you guys do? I was about to quote it too. I'm like, why is this poll going towards Ronaldo? He had a trash game until that kick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous, and you like you'll you'll see the hilarious part about Twitter is they'll like quote like who scored.com or like transfer and they'll be like look he got a 7.6 and it's like yo he was riding like a five yeah he gets this one goal in the game like chill out boys but yeah no man it that was uh again i gotta give him his credit obviously we're gonna need more goals from open play and free kicks not just penalties so uh this is good to see it obviously gave us that cushion we needed um and then, uh, yeah, no, like I said, we saw some great counters. Um, we saw some uh, nice passing plays. Um, and then, you know, Dybala's in, he gets the ball, and I see him kind of juke a defender and then kind of jump over, and that's when he gets this yellow card. Now, I think it's ridiculous. I mean... I don't see how he dove in any sense. I don't see how he simulated. It was more of he was kind of trying to take the ball to the left. The defender came in, and he kind of jumped out of the way to the left. Um, you know, when you look at some of the yellow cards that are given in today's game, and you see that one, especially now knowing that he's going to miss the next game, and now again, now we're going to have to put someone in like Iguain, which I'm not necessarily unhappy about i think it could work obviously as long as the wingers stay in and now you might have a link up man up top uh a number nine that we've kind of been looking for so not necessarily completely shitty but you know you want your best players in during the toughest games and versus your 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 greatest uh opponents right so i mean i wasn't very happy with that one um i don't know what the ref was looking at but i guess i don't know what he was looking at for the penalty even using var so, yeah, and um, again, 70th minute, something I noticed, we weren't really even taking advantage of the counter. Like, they were giving us a lot of, they played sloppy the whole game, Torino. Um, Matuidi made a, a mistake by, he almost had like a three-on-one, and, and he, he gives the ball one. like, yeah, he gives the ball like two seconds after touching it. It's like, no, no, run it, bro, run it. You have the whole field. And then, um, obviously, Douglas Costa just basically overruns a ball. And, I mean, so there, there was chances. I mean, it's just something we got to be a little bit sharper with. 
Um, and then obviously Iguain in the 80th comes on for Dybala. You know, kind of. Sh- I would have kind of liked to see Ronaldo get shut down in the 80th, just because we are going to be going through a big period right now. So even been. if they would, even if they would have thrown anyone on, I wouldn't have minded. But whatever it is what it is. I was surprised to see him off last game. So um, and then uh, Danilo had a pretty nice chance, one-two with Iguain. Again, like I said, I don't knock their offensive abilities. I just don't think they're the right in games that we're going to need to be solid defensively. Um, I don't see uh, I don't see those guys as up to standard um, in any sense. So I think we really need to look into a fullback uh, on the right hand side, and then obviously play well with Alexandro, get him used to to what Ronaldo wants. And I think if that happens, we are going to be pretty sharp in the back going forward with uh, obviously Delict and hopefully a, a nice new uh, right back. Um, obviously, at the end there, we were pretty much in control. Um, Douglas Costa, again, like we mentioned, curled one in, and obviously the defender puts it into his own net. 4-1, game over. Turin is black and white, and pretty much we just saw the game from that. But, yeah, no, I was pretty underwhelmed with Torino's uh, uh, performance there. I thought we were going to get a much stiffer test. Um, for me, again, like I said, fullbacks were not really up to standard. Those are kind of my worst players. Um, who do you think was kind of the on the... You know, a lot of in Italy they like to do three up, three down, um, but uh, on those like kind of uh, watch party shows, if you want to call them that, where they just do yeah. the uh, commentators, they'll do three up, three down at half, and then three up, three down at at the the end of the game. But for me, I think both fullbacks. I mean, yes, Quadrado got the goal, and his offensive side is pretty solid, but I think defensively we're missing too much. Uh, for my best players. Obviously, Dybala. I think Ronaldo was good enough. He could have been a way. He could. He should be a lot better. Um, but Delict again, as always, I don't really. That's something you don't need to mention. And like I said, Cuadrado was very good, but not necessarily defensively uh, up to snuff. Uh, we'll obviously get into player ratings, but kind of who was your kind of you know, like I said, three down and three up. Uh, <clears throat> three down. I'm gonna go. Doesn't necessarily need to be three, but you know, let's, let's, pick, out, let's pick out the shit and the good. You know, like yeah. uh, Danilo, you're for sure on. You're on par there. I don't think Guadalupe had the worst game ever. He wasn't great. I put him in the middle. I wouldn't say he's good or bad, but Danilo definitely had a, a little bit of a crappy game going on. Um, alongside him, Pjanic again after he got that hit, like sure. you said, it was, it, was it was freaking off. And then I put honestly, I, I wouldn't put Ronaldo on either. He was like you said. Okay, he could have for his standards definitely yeah. on the low, but whatever, let it slide. Benedeski compared to like the last two games, he was active but making weird decisions, and I was like, okay, but not your game. But uh, definitely praise to Dybala, <sighs> huge praise to Rabiot, yeah. excellent game, honestly, excellent game. And then Delict, of course, and uh, Bentancur, but no, no surprises there, right? Yeah, and we'll get into, yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll get into the player ratings kind of, you know, quickly here. Um, obviously, Buffon, I'm going to give him a 10 just because. I mean, he didn't really have to do anything, but it's his day, so yeah. why not? Um, Cuadrado, I think, like I said, 6 for me was good, but not really great. Maybe even a 6.5, I'll upgrade him. Uh, Bonucci, again, six. we'll give him a 7, nothing real special. Yeah. I mean, it's it, uh, we only let in the one goal, and that being by penalty, there was really no delict. I'm going to give him an eight. 
for the for his performance. And Danilo, I'm gonna give him a five and a half. Oh, five. There you go. See, it depends. That's see, when I when we start doing this, obviously you tell on who's who's the who's the toughest who marks what the toughest. So it's interesting to hear. You know, I'm I was, surprised. I was, I was being modest with the five. I was gonna say six to make it seem nice, but yeah. five is five. Oh, yeah. No, no, no worries, man. No worries. Um, obviously, uh, Ben Tancur. I think uh, standard kind of game. Nothing. He's he played pretty well, but nothing. Out of the ordinary, so I'll give him a seven, I want to yeah, say. Pjanic, I think five and a half. Just more or less being there. I'll give Rabiot a six and a half. I think he's done pretty well, but kind of as long as he can do his, do everything we ask of him right, like you were saying, um, and it seems like he's getting more accustomed to it. I don't necessarily see him as one of our guys going down the line. But, I mean, as long as we see him performing well when we need him to, yeah. uh, not making stupid challenges, passing the ball accurately, uh, holding the ball, winning the ball back, that's all we can really ask for. And if he does that, then I got to give the guy respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not necessarily asking him to, you know, be one of the – well, I mean, if he was the one of the best midfielders in the world, I would be really happy. But, I mean, you know, as long as you're getting the most out of him, especially for the contract he has – uh, I like to see that. Uh, what did you think about the mid? I know I didn't really get. We kind of. No, okay, I'm following along with you. Fall, uh, definitely agree on the ratings for uh, Bentancur and uh, Pjanic. I'd give a, I'd give Rabiot a seven and a half. Seven. I give seven, him seven and a half. And a half. Like he, like you said, he's doing what he has to do, not making uh, silly mistakes. Uh, but I, I just, I want to praise him for his continuity. Like he's, right. yeah, it, like, same way Delict didn't put his head down after that handball. Rabiot hasn't. Put his head down at all like you know he's yeah he's gotten Sadi's respect now and he's and he's slowly winning people over uh, i've always been a fan of his even when he was having his down periods i was hoping he'd make a comeback and i'm just hoping we can use him as you know as like you said a a, a reliable source in our midfield like it's a, a good right. solid starting mid who will see out the game you know like he's he's, he's getting there so i'm not going to say he's not you know milikovic savage or he's not uh you know a world-class midfielder but He's doing what he has to do, and not, I'm not going to complain. All right, and how about Bernardeschi, Dybala, and Ronaldo? What do you what do you got for those three? Oof, Berna. <laughs> I'm going one. six. I'm going six, six for Berna. Yeah, six, 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 six and a half. I want to be nice. If you would hit that, if I would hit that that bicycle kick, I would have given him a seven at least. I would have uh, given him a ten if you would have hit oh, that bicycle oh, kick. Not, I don't care. You played a terrible game. One thing does not do anything. <laughs> And that's going to be the same for Ronaldo. Ronaldo, I'm giving him a six and a half for his standards. That was not as good. I agree. At all. And uh, Dybala wasn't a bad game, but for him, seven, seven and a half. He could have done better. Like, I think in a second, like that, like you said, that yellow card. Yeah. Well, it was iffy, but I think he could have at least bagged two today. He had his, op- he had his, his chances and uh, he played well, but not, you know, above standard. Yeah. And I think for Bernard Eski, I think it's kind of time to say goodbye in a, in a sense, I don't see this guy turning it around. Um, I don't, I, I think it's time to get our money out of him and ship him off. We got too many wingers, um, and see what Kulusevsky brings, even though that, and we're going to talk about him next. Douglas Costa is injury prone. He seemed to doing pretty well now off the bench. Um, and someone that, you know, adds that spark, uh, when we possibly could need it. Um, again, he just threw in that cross, and I mean, you could call it lucky or not, but he still made the the decision to do it. 
Um, there was definitely some very good link-up play, and he's got the speed that we need um, in the second half, in the, the opposing half. So, I mean, for him, again, I'm not going to say an amazing game. I'll give him a six and a half just because it was little, little time on the field. Uh, Iguain six, six and Matuidi six for just kind of being out there and 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 playing their role. Um, what about Sardi? We have to rate the coach too. Oh, why not? I don't know. Uh, oof. <laughs> I don't like his changes today. I mean, it, it were good changes, but I didn't like the timing. Like I said, like Kanich in 48. I was like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, a little yeah, early. I give him a six. Six. Yeah, because as a coach, like your starting lineup, okay, at this point, you made a good call. Fair. Right. But it, you're then judged on your tactics and your changes. So I'm going to give him a six because... Yeah, okay. He brought in he brought in Costa at a good time. I think Costa was a fair a swap. Matuidi too. I oh, know. Sorry, Costa was good. Matuidi was a little early. I found that weird on the piano. Yeah. Iguain, yeah, you saw. But like you said, I would have liked to see Ronaldo come off. I think him, even the, both him and Dybala should have came off. Like Red, like Dybala was already out him, next yeah. game. So I mean, you could have left him. But Ronaldo, like you said, we got we got Milan and Atalanta coming up. Rest oh him. yeah. Yeah, so. that's another important thing. Yeah, that you just brought up. Yeah, exactly. So DiBala wasn't necessary. Is not going to play next game, so really it wouldn't have made a difference of yeah. bringing him off, uh, anyways. But um, let's get into. Thank you for those ratings, Luca. I appreciate it. I, I think uh, you know you're pretty uh, pretty even keel on those. It's fun. No, but it is interesting to see yeah, how, how different people rate and yeah. how harsh they are and how 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 lenient they are. But uh, no, definitely good to hear. But um, obviously, Asadi had kind of few words, at least that I found uh, online. Um, he talked about his relationship with DiBala being pretty good and straightforward. Um, it's funny though that he says that he convinced him that he must avoid to drop to the midfield to get the ball. So does he it. needs to stay closer to the goal, and it's good for him and Ronaldo. And it's kind of like, is this more of like a shot at Allegri, or is yeah, this? Uh, but yeah, no, definitely, I agree with you 100. He does uh, in the games where we haven't looked so great. Um, he did have to drop pretty deep for for a lot of those, um, for a lot of the possession. Um, and again, we're gonna have to see on on Monday or is it Tuesday? I believe Tuesday. Oh, I'm gonna say Tuesday. Well, so we'll go with Tuesday. Uh, yeah, how he's gonna play? Uh, or well, I guess that won't necessarily. But even against Atalanta, I'm sure he's gonna be back in the starting lineup, and yeah. that is gonna be a very, very, very interesting game. Oh, so- um, <laughs> well, me too. I'm worried. I mean, it's like again, I've I said this before. It's not more necessarily being scared of the team but it's just more of worried about seeing how well they can play and how we're going to line up against them and you know definitely we have enough guns to play hang with any team in Serie A but you know they're on form like when they beat Napoli that was really a that was the tipping point you're like a, oh, shit. a statement win so yeah. um definitely something to look forward to obviously Buffon was on the mic um he said it wasn't necessarily a big deal. I know this guy's a, a consummate professional. Such a, um, such a pro. I kind of figured it was just, he's like, no, it was more of a, he was today, the real pressure was the game, was was on the game. So, you know, he's a legend and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty You got to love him. You got to love yeah. him. Like the fact that he would ignore becoming the highest capped player. Yeah just so he can keep his professionality. Like, he's just yeah. so... 
you gotta love him. You saw him smile. Oh, yeah. after. Like you know, he's doing it just because he has to, and it, that's just how he is. But deep down, he's probably fangirling. Like, yeah. Well, I, you know, because if it was Ronaldo, you would have had about seventeen posts coming down uh, yeah. Instagram and Twitter and photos here and there, and it's just like different mentality. And I'm actually quite happy that we got him back. Obviously, now we're gonna we've extended him for a year. I mean, there's no sense in. Uh, not having him on the bench. He's not costing us any goals or anything like that when he does come in. And, um, you know, he still has that that flair and that passion. And like you said, you know, as long as the motivations in my body are good, um, it is right to continue playing because there's nothing that makes me happier to play certain games. So, again, again, obviously he was talked about the UCL. Um, that's something that eventually will stay in my head because it's inevitable. I got so close to it so many times that not grabbing her by the ears is a pain. But from certain sorrows, I found the strength not to give up. So hopefully we can make that happen this year. It's definitely something that's possible now because there are lots of... Obviously, Bayern's looking good, but um, there's definitely opportunities this year, being it a weird year. Um, and obviously, uh, not knowing who's going to come out of the gate or not. Obviously, we still have to be Leon, but... Yeah, that's kind of uh, that was it from Buffon again. Like I said, congratulations, so deserving. Um, should have happened a lot sooner, obviously, with what happened at the end of uh, you know the Netflix series there, and then obviously him going to PSG. I never thought that should have happened. I think it should have been easily sorted with the club. Um, again, another mistake by uh, Angeli and Co. Um, when you got a guy that is willing to sit on the bench and not make a lot of money that's proficient enough i think there's really there was should have been no break uh, between player and club but it is what it is we're here now he's broken the record so congrats Gigi. uh hopefully uh, hopefully the cl's coming for you but <laughs> but um obviously ronaldo had a couple words with sky as well um he said we knew it was a difficult game but they wanted to keep the pressure on lazio obviously we just had to win uh, the penalty is not important who scores, but which team wins. And uh, now we have to look ahead and beat Milan. Obviously, he said he needed that free kick goal for my confidence. Obviously. <laughs> um, and then he talked, but he did talk about, you know, it's impo the important thing was the win, not just who scores, be it him or, or Dybala. Um, just important to win. So it's great to hear him talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah kind of your thoughts, Luke, on what was said. I mean, pretty straightforward stuff. Yeah, nothing. Nothing I wouldn't expect. Like, like we said, Buffon's a professional. Can't you can't really quote him off like for what he said. He's you gotta love him. Um, Ronaldo, yeah, he's also a very good professional. Wise words. He had to toss in the, the, the comment about the the free kick, obviously, which is acceptable. But you know what? Yeah. I think he's just doing it to play that game. He's doing it to mess. He's using the media to his yeah advantage. Like the guy knows after so many years. And uh, if it boosts his confidence, then shit, it scares other teams. Yeah. And then again, just looking ahead to the next game, obviously July 7th, I'm just checking it right now. Obviously it is Tuesday, so we got that one right. Milan, hot off their win against Lazio, a 3-0 win against Lazio, no Dybala, no Delict. It's going to be at the San Siro, um, and it's obviously going to be a late start. 145 for me, obviously 345 Eastern. And uh, 12.45 Pacific for all you guys on the West Coast. And then I believe that's a 9 o'clock fixture. 9 or 8 o'clock fixture in Italy. 
Um, uh, yeah, 9.30, something like that. Yeah, so definitely le- the, the late game. Lecce plays Lazio at 11.30 before us. But, uh, yeah, what do you think is key to that game? How do you think uh, we're going to – what do we need to do to win that game? Uh, after watching today's Milan – like, I watched the majority of the game before the pod, and they look good. They look really good. But I think – because Latan's going to probably be out. His injury looked like – they took him off at half, so I'm not sure if he might even be – he might start. I don't know if yeah. he's going to do a full game. Not that I'm worried, but uh, they played with heart, and they're, they're, they have something to prove now. So – I think the key, especially now we're missing two of our star players, then the key is just to continue the fluidity we, that we had. And I, I really, I'm not going to say, I, I, could, I couldn't point out any weaknesses today with Milan. They're playing so well. They're defending well. They're attacking well. Yeah, they had some flaws. But I think the key is just make sure that, you know, Sadi motivates his players and hopefully they step up. You know, you can't really yeah. ask for more. Yeah, don't take it for granted. Were they playing in the Christmas tree 4 3 2 1? Or uh, two three one, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. two three one, okay. Four, okay, two, yeah. Three, one, yeah. So yeah, no, we'll definitely see uh, what happens in that one. I yeah, like I said, I just don't hope they take this too lightly. Um, let's get into a couple questions. Uh, obviously, Julian from WhatsApp. When are we signing a real CDM? <laughs> I guess uh, Julian thinks we need a central defensive mid with Saturday system, Eesh. kind of maybe like Jorginho. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. see that happening. No. Um, I'm kind of shocked if we'd pick up another midfielder in this window, to be honest. I don't see it happening, but you never know. We'll see what happens. We all want it. Yeah. We don't always get what we want, as Juventus fans. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> no, CDM, I don't think. like I, already, I think Arturo already plays more as a central, right? Yeah. So, what the games I've seen, not not saying he's a classic CDM, but he plays that central role. So we'll we'll see. Well, he I could, think, he could, yeah. But I think if anything, I'd slide I'd slide uh, Rodrigo there, and we're yeah. happy. Yeah, I agree, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> um, Milik, Berna, Pellegrini swap, obviously from Phoenix. Thanks, Felix. Thanks for the question, buddy. Um, yeah, I don't see it. I I don't want it to happen. I would be really disappoint, disappointed if that's what. Because you you want to make the right move where you're getting the money and uh, the the player being worth enough to really help you out. And I don't necessarily see us needing to go that far, especially if they're going to want money involved with it as as well. Because it doesn't look like they're really happy with Bernardeschi and they're not really happy with obviously Romero, like I said earlier. And then Luca Pellegrini, like, I mean, there's just too much need there to bring him back to really even go even think about that um obviously felix also talked about rabio's good form yeah like we've said earlier pretty straightforward as long as we can get good performances out of him consistently everyone's going to be happy um and then we'll get into our final segment obviously of the pod um i call it allo stadio and i guess again i forgot to ask you before the podcast have you been to torino i've been to the motherland but i've never been in torino Okay, so it's kind of like me. The first time I went, I, I unfortunately didn't get to go see Juventus at all, which I was pretty pissed off about for my parents. But I ended up going in 2016. Um, so just give us, you know, what are you, like you said, you're not necessarily, have you seen any games obviously in Canada? I know there was some on the East Coast there. Nothing, nothing around Toronto or New York or anything. You guys are so no. close. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just, like I, there's been some games, but like trying to just get, access oh, yeah. to them and even when they did come it was like oof, 
trying to get those tickets. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't been to a Juventus game, unfortunately. Live. Okay. Well, that's not a big deal. We'll go to the the the, net, the step two. Um, like <laughs> you said, you 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 uh you were uh you said you you were you're a fan a little bit later uh mm-hmm. than than most Juve fans, at least kind of born in the '90s. So, yeah. what's your most memorable Juve moment that comes to your mind? You know, obviously. I, I know the first season has been brought up before um, of that we won, obviously, the, the Scudetto in 2011, 2012. But to you, what is it? Uh, we like the nostalgia here at the, on, on this podcast. So, um, of course you guys do. Uh, it's tough picking one, you know. It's tough to pick one. I think I, I'm going to go more on the emotional side. I think um, – I'm not going to say, you know what? No, I'm going to say the farewell, Gigi's farewell, since we talked about it a lot. For me, that was, yeah, it was very sad, but it was just so beautiful. The guy is, is just so loved and so respected. And it was, it, for me, it was just beautiful to see. And I, I, it's, it's a moment to me that I, I, I can actually, you know, never forget because it was just amazing. The praise he got to see them just break down in tears. Yeah. And as sad as it was, for me, it was just memorable and beautiful. And it just shows you what the sport really is about and what he means to our club. So I'm not going to pick some goal. I'm not going to pick some win because, like I said, I'm a new fan. So I haven't seen many wins. I mean, winning the league is one thing. When you do it nine times right. in a row, it's like, okay. Eight, sorry. At this point, it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to start picking them out because we're used to it. If we would have won this, the Champions League at one point, okay, I would have brought that as my favorite memory. But I've seen us lose too many Champions League finals, so I'm not going to start bringing that up. And put this uh, this note in a in a negative tone. So yeah, Gigi's moment. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, no, I know. I and I think what really got to me that day was just to see the embrace. And obviously, Barzali was leaving yeah, as well. Yeah. True, true. And just like the hug between uh, Claudio and oh, that was, that's that's a moment. And yeah, Buffon yeah. and Barzali is just uh, yeah, man. It was just incredible. You know, that was very emotional day for me. <laughs> Um, definitely shed a few tears like the Del Piero one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, cannot say anything bad about the guy. I mean, a lot of people even got at him after the that red card. To me, it doesn't matter what the, the shit that he's done for us. I, yeah, staying as long as he did, and you know, just being classed the whole way. Obviously, for the Italian national team as well, the the amount of games he's played. Obviously, the World Cup comes back into my mind and uh yeah well done Gigi I mean as lot you got like I said for me you would have had I would have given you a blank check but um you know hopefully we can see the rest of this year and obviously into next season and um hopefully a proper farewell like uh let's get some let's get some creativity there uh with the with the curva and yeah some shit like that. So yeah, uh, because we know our club can't do it properly, so might as well we're gonna have to organize. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're gonna have to organize it themselves. So, but anyways, Luca, I appreciate it. Obviously, we're uh, a little bit constrained for time, but not necessarily. It's been a good show. Um, obviously, again, actually, before I forget, happy Fourth of July to all my uh, U.S. followers, U.S. friends, family, yeah. um, because I do have family down there as well. Um, so yeah, have a good, have a good, uh, enjoy your, 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 your day today. And, uh, 
Just don't don't create too many more coronavirus cases for us, please. We want to get back to normal. We want that border open again, Jesus. Yeah, ex- exactly. I'm damn dying to go on vacation, man. Uh, Even though I've been, you know, I, I I guess I just started working full time again, but still, it's been like I need something. I need to hit a beach for sure. But um, yeah, so thank you for coming on, Luca. Obviously, you can find yourself at the real UA snob on twitter um but uh yeah no definitely check out obviously he's had a lot of content on with with al and obviously various others so check those out um and obviously for me it stays the same at juventini top dal on twitter and instagram obviously you're gonna find it on youtube itunes spotify podbean at juventini top back to black and white and yeah, just keep an eye on Twitter, like I always say. Um, the links will be up as soon as possible. I'm going to try and get this one out as quick as I can. Uh, tonight's family uh, dinner night, so I got I to gotta see if I can put, yeah. pull, pull this one off. But if not today, <laughs> you'll be hearing this on Sunday. Um, but uh, yeah, next the next guest is going to be someone who has CR7 in his handle name so we're, we're gonna see we're gonna see how that's gonna go and uh obviously like i said rocco fasano is supposed to come on after uh after the uh the milan game on tuesday so prepare for that one and um yeah no definitely uh definitely keep rolling thank you guys for all the support again as i say uh and stay tuned so as always fino la fina forza juventus guys ciao